Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. That was Sounds of the Week right there. Great job by Austin putting it together as usual. Uh, brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus toward the airport. Parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, free 24-7 car to curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. Diamond Airport Parking. Come see us. We're at Supply Link. They're grand reopening 621 West, 800 South. Uh, they're pulling out all the stops. They've got a giant blow-up slide, basketball, foosball, uh, and free steve's killer dogs the food truck is here and i i would imagine with steve himself brought me a hot dog during the break gordon and he said hey do you like sauerkraut i said oh yes i do <laughs> and he said this is the hot dog for you and i gotta tell you steve does some fine work it's a really good hot dog i know and i have uh, been uh, sort of uh, enviously uh, looking at what you got over he there. told me he was going to bring you one all right so he did he said is there another person here i said yes and he would love a hot dog so we'll see if uh, if steve comes back in but i i'm sure he's busy there are a bunch of listeners have already come down uh if you have a chance if you're in the neighborhood come by and see us and, and try for yourself but austin you weren't lying man that's a good dog yeah, it's phenomenal stuff. I'm actually pretty mad at you that you're uh, continuing to go on and on and on about it while I'm here Austin, not eating one. It is my job to go on and on and on about it. But, it's not but, my fault that you're not. Uh, and it's my job to be mad at you. <laughs> and for all our listeners, you can come by and get one. Austin can't, though. He's kind of tethered to the On board. my way. <laughs> We could do a – Locke's doing a commercial-free second quarter now, which is really cool during the radio broadcast. We could do like a commercial-free hour and have Austin come down to Bountiful or up to Bountiful, it up to Bountiful, mm-hmm. grab a dog and, and sprint on back. Think you could make it, Austin? It's good for the gas mileage, I hear. Yeah, that'll, that'll be just fine. <laughs> it's worth it for the dog. We're right off the 500 south exit in Bountiful. Austin, that's probably 10 minutes away. Yeah, plus <laughs> grab yourself a shovel. Grab, your, grab yourself some, some sort of uh, item that you uh, never knew you needed. I love that slogan, by the way. It's one of the better slogans I've heard in a long, long time. It is. It, it's an absolutely good slogan. Uh, Gordon. Did you, uh, you, you were complaining moments ago in the last segment about uh, having to watch, oh, I've got to watch football on Thursday because it's such a burden <laughs> to have great sports options more days a week. It's, it's <laughs> such a burden. But the Pac-12, and we'll get into a Utes conversation coming up here in a second, but the, the, the Pac-12 is just a nut house. I mean, this, <laughs> this conference... Well, I mean, I loved uh, Austin read a tweet from from Jeremiah Jensen on his show today. Uh, but the Pac-12, just go home. You're drunk. <laughs> UCLA, wait, go wait, tell. Wait, wait, call somebody to drive you home. Call, get an Uber, <laughs> and go on home because you've had one too many. What this, this conference is is just something else. UCLA goes out and beats Stanford. Yeah. On the farm. Yeah. Might I add, mm-hmm. a week after Stanford just beat Washington, who I told you was overrated, and every time we bring up Washington, I'm going to remind you of that. What, nobody can have an off day. Well, apparently Stanford had an off day, and, and they're down. You know, 
for those folks that don't have sympathy for BYU being down to their third-string quarterback, Stanford's down to their third-string quarterback, and it is rough. But let's not pretend like the Cardinal D <laughs> really showed, showed, up to, showed up to play. Yeah. And I, I can't, let me ask you this. Is this conference... Is this conference just full of a bunch of, and I, I'm not saying everybody, but really a bunch of average to below average yes. teams? Yeah, yeah. Because how does how does Stanford beat Washington? And maybe it's Utah, Oregon, uh, but maybe, but Utah maybe. loses. Those are the teams, and that maybe you could throw Arizona State in there. And SC's not bad. And SC's got talent. Yeah, they just don't put it together each and every week. Although they they played pretty well against Notre Dame, I I thought. Um. Losing by three on the road, I bet. But, I guess uh, not that that's going to make them feel any better. So I, I don't know if you, because the the ultimate problem with the Pac-12 is that they don't have a number one, right? They don't have a Clemson or they don't have an Alabama, and thus the, they kind of don't get the spotlight that you, they need you, to get. You think but, they could create it if you took, if you took a, just a sprinkling of the better players. On some of the dog, some of the lesser teams in the conference, and then put them on the better teams. Would that be enough to get yourself a college football playoff team? Oh yeah, sure. And then you could beat the living daylights out of these other teams, kind of like what they do down in the SEC. You you put Oregon's offensive line on Utah. <laughs> And, no. and nothing against Utah's offensive line, but Oregon has. Yeah, a, but Oregon's a good team. I, I was talking about some of the lesser teams. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you could build yourself. Well, what the, what do you think the, the the issue is with the league? If you even think there is an issue, is it talent or or is it coaching? I mean, do they not? I mean, let's. They supposedly have good coaches. Not at USC. I mean, the problem at USC is the coaching. You, you plug a, a really good coach into that situation, and we've seen it before. It's a juggernaut, right? You would think so. The problem at UCLA, is that coaching? Or does, or is Chip Kelly well, what did, did? Come on. We talked about it yesterday. Chip Kelly ran off, what, 60 players? 60 plus, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. So, so he tore it down to rebuild it, and you don't just do that overnight. You might do it if you're Urban Meyer and you tear down – uh, a fourth of the team and and here's maybe where we we get into a little arizona state conversation and i i've been talking to pk about this for years that i feel like arizona state is an underperformer like I've they have always thought that they have all sorts of advantages and you think that they would be better than they usually end up being now not that they're the bottom of the league ever they're never the bottom of the league i mean they're always they're always kind of in that same neighborhood and as pk is tired of it you know they they go through that coaching cycle but pk will tell you that the reason that they're not consistent or not a powerhouse is because of the of the care factor look look what's showing up for you by the way gordon i just oh wow the, bar- the barking chihuahua look at that dog i've got the german shepherd you've got the barking chihuahua steve's killer dogs oh my gosh so okay. if i wait wait if i if i eat this barking chihuahua Am I going to be barking later on? You'll be happy as a pig in slop. All right. Thank you. Thank you. This is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. That is an entire meal. Yeah, that is a beautiful beautiful hot dog. Chili, cheese, got the jalapenos on top, Gordon. 
I tell you, I Steve, Steve knows what he's doing. Steve knows what he's doing. I hope. That's a meal. That mm-hmm. is a meal. That looks delicious. Anyway, <laughs> Arizona State. Yeah. You know, it, it's I'm all hungry. I think Herm Edwards has been a, a really good coach for them. But do we expect Herm in the next three or four years to have them contending? I mean, I guess technically they're contending now for the conference title, but really, you know, taking it to the next level, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, 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 I don't know. So is the problem coaching at Arizona State, or is it something else? Is it that lack of support? Is it, is it the fact that what we were talking about earlier, that the pro teams have come in and taken over the market? ASU used to be, that was like the bellwether cow down there, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, PK will tell you about those days when he was growing up. When Frank Cush was there. I mean, it was the team to follow. Now, maybe not so much, but I still think, have you been to ASU? I have. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, that's a school that you think you wouldn't have a hard time recruiting people to. Yeah. Like, come look at the the great campus, and, uh, you know, there's also many fun things to do. And, oh, by the way, did you notice the packs of beautiful women just... (laughs) happening here or there you know well, when were you there uh what i was it was i was in high school like my senior year oh I did, and you noticed that did and you it was it was a, June. High, a high school kid hello uh, may have noticed that no i i yeah. and, and the weather's hot <laughs> so uh we and know how that not, goes. not to mention that they they do have i mean the phoenix area is huge they have a lot of local talent down there and it all flees it all goes somewhere else, and well, I'll never understand that's that. That's sort of changing now. Is it? Well, I know Herm's trying. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, they got Jaden Daniels, and they got the, uh, the Daniels Benjamin wasn't kid. an Arizona kid, yeah, was he? Was. Yeah, was he? I think so. I don't know why I thought he was a SoCal guy, but I could oh, be wrong about you that. could be. I might be wrong about that. I thought he was a local kid. Nikhil but, Harry, but was Nikhil local. Harry, yeah, and uh, the Benjamin kid, wasn't he? Wasn't we'll have to look it up. Sorry, I don't know the answers to these questions. I just I was under that impression. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, coaching, we've talked about that a thousand times. Coaching is so important from a standpoint of building a program. And we complain about how much these coaches make. But, man, you get a good one, and he's worth every penny. You know, a lot of people had a hard time with uh, – have had hard times with certain coaches – Dabo Sweeney, uh, Sweeney, for instance, talking about how players, college players, shouldn't be paid and all this stuff. Meanwhile, he's making what ten million a year or something like that. But I, and as much as I hate to admit it, I, I, I think the coaches are worth it. Nick Saban is worth every penny he makes. Yeah, I mean, he he makes so much money for that university. So, um, Jaden Daniels from your town, Gordon, L.A. That was L.A. Your town. <laughs> I, well, that's what he always accused me of. He's from San Bernardino. Oh, he is? He's from Jaden Daniels, San, oh. San Bernardino. I misspoke. I Please forgive me. Eno Benjamin? Yeah. Wiley, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly suburban Phoenix. No, no. Over. for t- Over two. Nikhil Harry. He was local. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I knew that. Wiley. Local guy. (laughs) Well, Phoenix is a big town, but it's not that big. No, no, no. Doesn't. Wrong on both counts. Doesn't go over there into Texas. (laughs) Yeah, but he still can play. 
So, so I guess to bring this full circle, listen, Utah can't get caught up in this Pac-12 drunkenness. I mean, they need to go out and beat teams that they're better than. I think that they're better than Arizona State. They need to win this game, especially since it's at home. Who, and was, I know, who was a better team last year? Well, I mean, Arizona, look at the scoreboard. I mean, it's no, not no, like no, it. no. Oh, no, you can't just look at the scoreboard. You have to look at the overall record. And Utah won. Well, I mean, you could say look at the scoreboard, and then some folks would say look at the who won the division. So well, what my point is that I think Utah was a better team last year, but they weren't on that day. And, is it, and that's the point, that you may be the better overall team, but that is far from a guarantee of victory. So don't get caught up in, the, in this mess that is this conference that continues to not do itself any favors. <laughs> Just don't stub your toe because they should. You know, Washington is still probably uh, the the Washington is still probably the toughest test for Utah. Uh, I agree with that. Don't you think I'm just trying to rattle it through my brain? Yeah. If they make the championship game, Oregon will be the biggest test. But short of that, they don't have to play the Ducks this year. All right. We are live today. Uh, we'll have Jordan Pendleton coming up next. We're live today at Supply Link, 621 West, 800 South. It is their grand reopening here in Bountiful. Just take that 500 South exit uh, off 515 in Bountiful. It's uh, it's really close, really easy uh, to get to. And joining us now from Supply Link, he's our good friend Garrett. What's up, Garrett? How's it going, guys? How you doing? Hey, it's, well... Since I'm halfway through this dog and Gordon's about to dive into that monster. I'm going to excuse myself I, for a minute. I, Enjoy your conversation, fellas. I think we're doing Steve pretty Killer well. Steve Killer Dogs, man. It's good stuff. So good. And this is this is a fun event. You've got so many things going on. The, the big slide, the basketball, the foosball. But uh, you're also doing a ton of great giveaways. Yeah, we've got a lot of prizes. We've got some giveaways. There's some lower bowl jazz tickets coming up. But, um, yeah, we've got good deals on, on stuff in the surplus store. We're expanding. It's not just ink and toner anymore. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that because, really, what you want to do is get people down here to get their eyes on the new stuff that you're doing. You have your wheelhouse in the ink and, and toner and printing, and you've kind of parlayed those connections into a lot more. It's cool. Yeah, we've established a, a big network of vendors, and we've got a lot of connections. So we're getting new stuff in every week by the pallets, and so – this stuff's turning over quickly. Come in, check it out. We're getting fresh stuff all the time, and it's, it's some good deals. And most of your stuff is 30 to 60% off already, but if you mention the keyword octopus, that's right, you're going to get an additional 25% off. Absolutely, and we got to thank Gordon for that keyword, man. How's that going over there, Gordon? How's that dog? <laughs> wow. Is it pretty good? That ch- it is good. That chili looks good. Yeah, it, 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 yours looks good, too. <laughs> it is wow. Really, it is get really down good. here and get a dog. Yeah, seriously. And, wow. and find out uh, what they're doing here at Supply Link. It's really great. Everything you never knew you needed. Which that that, catcher, that slogan is awesome, by the way. Who came up with that one? You know, that was Jennifer. That was a, that was a good, uh, good phrase. And I just got to remind all the listeners, we are still the best-priced ink and toner cartridges. That's, that's our bread and butter. We still do the printer supplies, the printer consumables, and uh, we can't be beat on the prices for ink and toner cartridges. So still the bread and butter. That's never going away. You're just moving into other stuff as well, growing. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Gary. We appreciate you. We appreciate you guys coming by, man. Enjoy yourselves. All right. Jordan Pendleton coming up next, live from Supply Link, the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK.
Time to bring in Riley Nelson, BYU football radio analyst. Do you think that the administration and even beyond that to the folks who run the school in Salt Lake need to make a greater commitment, whatever that entails, to BYU winning football games? The short answer to your question is yes. As you look around the landscape of college football, if they want to be successful at the level that they've been successful in the past, it's going to require greater commitment because it is an utter arms race. Now, actually putting that forth, I don't know what that entails. And I also don't know what the likelihood of it is. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live today from Supply Link, their grand reopening, 621 West, 800 South, right here in Bountiful. Uh, come on by. Uh, if you were use the keyword octopus in honor of Gordon, you're going to get an additional 25% off, and all their stuff is already 30 to 60% off. But they're doing a lot of fun things because they want to get folks down and check it out. So they've got the giant blow-up slide, the foosball, the basketball, uh, the Steve's Killer Dogs, which indeed wow. live up to their name. How's it going over there, Gordon? I'm actually really impressed because, okay, so Gordon got a Barking Chihuahua, which is basically, it looked like a, a, a like a, a beautiful chili dog. Had the cheese and, and some peppers and just looked incredible but it was it was big it's a it's a it's a big hot dog and and you made some good progress you made a good dent in that sucker yeah i'm uh, about four fifths of the way through <laughs> you, did that. you must have enjoyed that and that's not the one i would have picked i would have picked the one you had out of the choices with the crowd but i'm telling you what this is good eating and yours was too amazing isn't it uh, the the hot dog a very uh, what, what's what's flexible vehicle, right? I mean, you could you could have a, lo- a high variety of, of hot dogs. It is versatile. We had we had a very different hot dog experience right there. Although I'm thinking both delicious. But both were delicious. And what was the other one? Other two? He it, said? The German the Amer- Shepherd. The German? No, the the other two. Oh, he said the American. Uh, the American, I think. And the All American or something. The All American, and there was one more. Yeah, we'll have to go find that. Well, wait, you they go, all sounded. You gonna and, go and back for dog number two? The here's the thing about a hot dog. You got to have good meat, and then the the the, the, uh, the bun has to be fresh, and that bun is fresh, and then all the fixings on there. Tell you what, was that not? Was that not? That was good. This is good. Mine was wonderful. Yep, no uh, doubt. Sorry, about it. I, I'm a little, I'm a little overwrought with this because I just got done eating. <laughs> We, uh, we're going to talk to Jordan Pendleton coming up here momentarily. I don't have a napkin. Do you, do you need a napkin? <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, All right. We're going to talk to Jordan. Focus. Uh, in one moment, he's the former BYU linebacker. He joins us each and every Friday. We're going to see where he's at at this BYU program. We've got to make like the jazz and focus. Okay. Our defense is getting a little sloppy we right do. here because we've been – Distracted by good eating. The Cougs probably need to focus uh, a little bit too. Where do you think the fan base is at right now? Uh, distressed. I was talking to um, I was talking to Jake Hatch uh, earlier today, and 
he was talking to some folks inside the program, and they're not, with the weather and everything, they're not expecting a real robust crowd down at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. When you lose to Toledo and South Florida, and then you're asking a fan base to show up at 8.30 at night or 8.15 at night on a cold, rainy night, how do you think that's going to go? But it is Boise State. I mean, it's one of your rivals. It's a really interesting opponent. You get home at 1 in the morning, you're drenched, you're soaking wet, you're freezing. I, I don't know. I, I, and you I think get your it. Team's I get it. Lose. Fans are fans, and, and there will be some that show up. I'm going to miss it. But for, the, for those who are just sort of uh, uh, casual fans, they, uh, I don't know how interested they're going to be in that. Joining us now, former BYU linebacker on the Sprint special guest line. He is our good friend Jordan Pendleton. And, and Jordan, first of all, happy Friday to you. How are things? Doing good. Um, man, I, I think I'm retiring coming on the show after this year because – I feel like every week we're talking about uh, another loss, and it's—I don't know—getting kind of getting kind of old. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think a lot of BYU fans feel that way, Jordan. And, and in fact, that's just what Gordon and I were were talking about. Where where's the fan base uh, on this team now? And and of course, you're always going to have your diehards, I suppose. But it it feels like BYU Nation is is more than a little bit discouraged. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, uh, man, it's just, we're not used to losing to teams like that, you know, and I, and I said it last, I said it last week, you know, my, my concern was that they have good athletes. And then with our inability to stop the run, you know, that, that was my main concern is like, if we can't stop the run. They're going to have fast guys, like, they're going to have guys that are faster than us. But at the end of the day, still, you know, that, those type of games were never a concern for BYU. You know, those are games that second, third, fourth string guys are getting in in the third, fourth quarter. That's that's what those kind of games used to be. And now it's it's like we're lucky to sneak away with a win. So it's it's pretty discouraging. You know, I I got a lot of clients. I got a lot of friends that. I communicate with that are BYU fans, and yeah, I mean everybody seems pretty kind of fed up with it. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a bummer. I don't even really know what to say. <laughs> so, Jordan, we've asked you these questions before, but it, it, not in comprehensive form. Let me ask you straight up: What needs to change for BYU football to be uh, to improve itself? What where would you start if somebody made you emperor? I think the number one thing is discipline, you know, and it, it, I know it's like we could talk about X's and O's and we can talk about, you know, game plans and all that stuff, but I, I just don't think the discipline is there. And I, I think, you know, at, B, at BYU is a special place. Like we, we do, we have restrictions uh, on recruiting. Like we, we don't, we're not able to recruit like other schools, Um and, you know, there, there, there are some challenges down there, and I don't want to, like, discredit that. But at the same time, we have to find ways to, you know, gain an edge somehow. And one of those ways that we did it was discipline. You know, like, we were held accountable for every little thing. 
I've mentioned it on the show, I think it was a couple years ago, but just little things like if there was one piece of lint on the floor in the locker room, like we had GAs coming through at midnight and counting how many, like if there was anything on the floor and then we were held accountable for that for the next day. So we literally had teammates, like there's, there was nights I was there in the, in the, in the locker room making sure that nobody else had left out tape or their ankle tape or they'd left their gloves on the floor. Like that's how in tune we were with everything, you know, with the, with the coaching staff that was there. And now it's not like that now. It, it's not like that. And I, you know, I, I could be totally out of my mind for saying it, but I think discipline is the number one thing. There, there's no way you can have a defense be 120th at stopping the run in the country if you didn't lack discipline. And I, I think that's the, the number one thing right now down there. So uh, correlate that for us, will you? How is the lack of discipline as far as what's happening on the football field manifested? Yeah, you know, people are people just are not doing their jobs. I, I watched the defense this last weekend. And I really tried to break it down. I really tried to watch, like, what was going on. And it, it was ugly. Like, we guys are not in the right spots. Guys are trying to, you know, go outside of what their job actually is. Like, we got blown up in the middle so bad. Guys not filling the, the, the correct gaps. And in order to have a successful defense, I mean, you've got to, you got, you need 11 guys that are all willing to just do their job. And if you do your job and everybody else around you does their job, then that play is a success. But what I'm seeing is people are not in the right spots. People are not filling the right gaps, uh, the right holes. Um, we're, we're, we got guys that are, are breaking down in coverage and overall it's just, you know, it, it, it's messy. And so that that's the biggest thing I see. And, you know, it, it starts with the guys up front getting getting ran on like we did last week. It, it was like, you know, our, our nose and our defensive ends, they're getting blown off back the ball by five yards. And the running back is going downhill seven yards before the linebacker is even able to touch them. And it's just stuff like that. It, it goes a long way. So do you, let me ask you this, Jordan, over the years then, do you think that there's still the same consistent talent level at BYU and the approach has not been effective, or do you think the talent has fallen off as well? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think we've been more talented in the past um, from a, you know, a personnel standpoint. I think, like, if we're talking all 11 guys, you know, we've, we've had – Obviously, a lot of guys that are, that are recently playing in the NFL that were on BYU's defense, your Fred Warners, your Van Noys, your you know, Ziggy Ansahs. Like, so I, I don't want to say the talent is, is just as good now because um, I don't think it is. Uh, Taki Taki is another one, but I, I don't think our talent is terrible. Um, I think I think we've had better talent in the past, but I don't think it's it's bad enough to be 120th in the country at, at you know at run defense. So right now it's it, it's a scheme thing. It's a you know we're we're not we're just not putting our guys in a position to be successful. And I think we do have good guys. Like I think uh, is it um, 
you know, the Kafusi kid, I, he reminds me a lot of, of Taki Taki. I think he is going to be a really good player. Like, we have some good athletes out there, but we're just – we're not in the right spots right now, and it's frustrating to watch. So if that's the case, where do you divide the blame, as you were talking about there, between the players and the coaches? What, what message <laughs> – what message is not being properly applied and what message is not being properly delivered? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say, you know, like it's, it's easy for me to sit here and, and pick everything apart and stuff. Like I, I can see what I, what I watch, you know, when I'm watching the game, but I don't know what they're being taught. I don't know, you know, I don't know what their, their actual alignment and their assignments are, are necessarily supposed to be. I can watch and, and, and know what, I think is happening, but I don't know what's being said down there. I don't know the, I don't know what's being taught. I don't know the technique that's being taught. So it's, it's really hard to, to know and to pinpoint that. But at the end of the day, something is, so, something's off. And, and if, you know, I, I just like, you, you could have an average, a really average athlete, athletic team and, and still have a really good defense. You know, like I, I think when what year was it? It was 2009. It was my sophomore year. We were not super talented at all. You know, we we had guys, um, we had guys that were first year starters. Like they they didn't even start till their senior year. You know, um, guys that probably ran a five two forty, but we were we were really good. And, and it was just because we were so like everybody was so smart and everybody was in the right spot at the right time and everybody just focused on their job and. And so, you know, it's not fun. It's just, for whatever reason, our defense is is trash. (laughs) Well, Jordan, uh, enjoy the game. I I think uh, a win over Boise State would go a long way for Cougar fans, but that that might be easier said than done, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely a must-win game. And, you know, thankfully it's at home, and and hopefully they can get back on the right track. But we we will see for sure. Thanks, Jordan. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jordan Pendleton. Man, you can hear the pain in his voice, can't you? Yeah, and and you know what? And it's why I love having Jordan on because he's he's so he's so very honest, and and he will certainly give you his perspective. And I agree with him about the discipline thing. You know that BYU got a long way on on being more disciplined and going to be doing the right things. And it was kind of it was it was. It was what Bronco made his living on, and, and they were really, really good at it. After and, BYU had the 4-9 season, uh, people were bringing this up, and I thought it had been addressed. Well, I, I don't think you go from uh, zero to Bronco overnight, but no. But but what Jordan is saying is really concerning. He's saying the guys aren't in the right spot. Yeah. They got run over not because they were physically overmatched, because they didn't know what they were doing. Well, you saw that's, that. That's alarming. And that, did you see the one play where I, I mean, the South Florida offensive lineman just absolutely plowed over BYU's defender? I don't even know who it was. You couldn't see his number because he was totally obscured by the offensive lineman. And they, I think that was on a the play they scored that touchdown on. Well, you can tell in Jordan's voice that that's a guy who's used to BYU football being stout against the run and who's frustrated that it's not. Yes, and he's talking about, okay, uh, BYU might not have the greatest talent in the world, but 
they can make up for it in other ways, and it's not being made up for it. And it's not happening. Nope. All right, coming up right around the corner, we have the Not Sports Report. We're live at Supply Link, 621 West, 800 South in Bountiful. If you're in the area, the, the, heave the kids into the car and get down here. Let them go on the, uh, the bouncy slide while you enjoy uh, Steve's killer dog. And go inside and, and find out what you never knew you needed. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so funny to say that, but it's so true. Because before I even heard that slogan, I saw three or four things. I said, that'd be cool to have. I could use that. And I, I could use that. Look at that thing right there, that serving dish. Right? What, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know. It's like something you'd use for a buffet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Something that you keep some food in. That you're, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean. You could use that. You know you're going to use it. And then when you need it, you're going to say, we ain't got that. You're going to buy that after the show today and take it home. And Lisa's going to go, why'd you do that? And you're going to say, oh, we'll use it. Well, I just saw a guy walk by with three shovels. <laughs> you you digging the shovel, well, deal. I'm digging. That's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I caught you. Yeah. I see that. You know, <laughs> for four bucks each. Not Sports Port coming up next. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Octopus. 97.5. Octopus. 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. You guys need to get over this thing. This habit of yours when you go to the movies. I don't think it's a habit. I was taught not to put your feet on the furniture. Plain and simple. So when I go to the movie theater, when it has the recliner uh-huh. watching a flick, uh-huh. I uh, I take my shoes off and I get comfortable. At the movie theater. At the movie theater. Now I make sure my socks don't just smell disgusting. And no, uh-huh. I don't walk around the movie theater with my shoes off. I'm not like going out and standing in line at the concessions <laughs> or going to the restroom. And I make sure that socks don't smell. How do you make sure of that? People. Wear new socks before you go. So you change your socks before going before to the movies. Before going to the movies because I know I'm going to take my shoes off. And I don't want to disrupt other people. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Supply Link, 621 West, 800 South here in Bountiful. It's their grand reopening party. We're having a great time. We'll talk to Skyler coming up here in a moment. But until then, Gordon, it is time for the Not Sports Report. It is brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Florida, but before we do, Jake... If you were a criminal, okay, okay. If you were, say, a drug smuggler, <laughs> okay, and you were in charge of getting drugs in from some foreign country into the U.S., <laughs> okay, how would you how would you do it? Mm, in a suitcase. <laughs> Well, that's not very right. tactful. Good luck traveling for the rest of your life. You're just going to walk across the border? You're going to get in an airplane with your suitcase? Well, I don't, what are you fishing for here? I, there's a lot of very good reasons why I would not pick that occupation. Do you remember at the end of, uh, of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when the Ark is loaded into that box and then it's put in that huge uh-huh. warehouse where no one can keep track of anything in there. It's just huge. That's what I think of sometimes when I think of these ports where all this stuff is coming in from other countries. How, 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 do, you, how do you police all that? It's, probably, it's very difficult. Well, I, 
we've heard about drugs. We've heard about, say, cocaine coming into the country uh, through various people on people's uh, person on in various containers of different kinds in different body orifices and whatnot. I mean, I don't know how, but this is what brought this to my mind. Fort Everglades, Florida, nearly 50 pounds of cocaine were found uh, at the port there. How do you, where do you think they were? They were loaded up with boxes of oranges from the Dominican Republic. Okay. I mean, how in the world do you find that? A dog? We're no, I mean, no, I don't think there were any dogs. Like a, See, like a drug-sniffing dog? U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers working at the port thought there was something off when they examined the container. Maybe it was the white powder that was spilling out of one of the holes in the boxes. <laughs> How do you do that? You've seen the huge containers that come into this country, Right. How do they? How do they keep an eye on all well, that? In this case, they inspected it. Obviously, really, what caught my attention on this is uh, the headline uh, was that uh, that uh, fifty pounds of cocaine come, came into the country in uh, in navels. <laughs> and I didn't know how. Of course, that's why you well, clicked no, I, on I, that. I, I, you tape it inside. Are you in any? Are you in any or an Audi? Are you in any? This segment is so bad. I hate this segment so much. I know. Come on. It's just not. I saw that headline and I thought, oh, man, someone is taping cocaine into their their belly And it turned out to be navel oranges. Navel oranges. Still. Very difficult to keep track of all this stuff. How would somebody put 50 pounds of cocaine into their navel? Well, I I thought. There are innies and there are outies. I thought there would be multiple people involved. It's a lot of belly buttons. Beats me. Look, I was talking to our listeners during the break. Leave me alone, will you? <laughs> All right, we are live today. Do you uh, like oranges, by the way? What's I your do, favorite kind of very orange? Much. Uh, are, you an, are you like a, an orange orange guy, or do you, are you a tangerine guy, or clementine kind of guy? All of the above. Bring it all on. Really? You know how you peel an orange? With your hands? No, I mean, you know how some oranges are very difficult to peel? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've eaten an orange before, okay. yeah. <laughs> so you know what you do? You roll them. Okay. Oh, I've done that. But yeah, I've done that? that. You loosen that. the skin between the skin and the meat of the orange, and then the peel comes off much easier. We're live at Supply Link, their grand reopening, 621 West, 800 South, and our friend Skylar joins us once again. You like this segment we're I talking about? I love this segment so much. We're talking so about much. belly button cocaine. <laughs> that as I was sitting here listening to Gordon, I was reading on the news... And I just saw a story of this gentleman down in Provo left his BYU tickets on his dashboard. And when he came back to his car, the window was smashed in. And somebody had left him four more tickets. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. I like it. Right up, right in line with the Not Sports Report. I, I saw a thing uh, on, a, on a bulletin board down in Provo one time on BYU's campus. And it had, uh, it had this on this, like, uh, three-by-five card. It said, whoever stole my scriptures, please return them to me. <laughs> so somebody had stolen some scriptures. Does that not seem weird to you? Or maybe the, whoever stole them probably could use them. 
Yeah, maybe they needed him. I don't know. I, I, I just heard something once about that shot, Matt Steele. I see. Uh, let's talk about this big party, Skyler. This is great what you guys are doing. 621 West, uh, 800 South of Battleful, by the way, is the address. But uh, this is so fun. It is fun. We've got a party going out. We've got a slide. We've got Steve's hot dogs hooking everybody up. We've got amazing prices on anything and everything. But what I wanted to touch on is that we also do printer servicing. Oh, cool. We take care of your printer needs. We service all printers and really can hook you up with anything you need. Yeah, that's so cool because that's not uh, uh, such an easy thing to find these days. No. A lot of people just throw their old printer away. And in reality, you can probably just fix it for pretty cheap. And that's your guys' you know, uh, printing toner. I mean, that's your wheelhouse. That's where you guys started. It is. It is. And that's where we're going to continue doing our business. And now that we have the opportunity to do this, we're hoping to bring in more customers to share what our vision is. What is the coolest thing you've come across in the store? So you know those Lime scooters that you see everywhere yeah, downtown? Yeah. We actually got some of those. They're sold out now, but that was probably my favorite item we That's had. That's pretty sweet. Store. So like the, the little motorized scooter or yeah, whatever? Yeah, oh, up those to like 20 are... miles an hour. They go surprisingly fast. They do. Yeah. They're fun. They're That's fun. That's amazing. Uh, amazing, but uh, it, it's everything you never knew you needed. It's it's so cool, and of course, here for your printing uh, printing needs as well. And come down and party for the grand reopening, six twenty one West, eight hundred South, right here in Bountiful, and definitely get one of those uh, Steve's Killer hot dogs. Those things are killer. You had one yet? I have not, but I want to go try good. the Westerner. Yeah. Ooh, the Westerner. What that was the other that? one. Is yeah. that the other one, the Westerner? What does that have? Like uh, onion rings? Yeah, with I think it's got onion sauce? rings, barbecue sauce, and cheese, and I think a little chili on there i'll tell you yeah. steve's making it happen he is. yeah he i'm is. excited to go try one thanks skylar you're the man thank you all right come see us 621 west 800 south in bountiful more next we'll let you hear some sound from jazz practice straight ahead here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone this 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 is hans olsen and scotty g it's what you want joining us now mike Huguen. mike how are you i'm doing quite well and i think you guys are probably discussing the fact that one of the biggest games in the pac-12 this year no one's going to be able to see yep and that's, that would be it i'm <laughs> i don't even live on the west coast and i'm irritated the pac-12 network i get the idea it's not good i live in florida obviously i get the big 10 network the sec network and the acc network why isn't the pac-12 on more outlets i'll be serious if you are the pac-12 network put oregon state cal on don't put arizona state utah you're wasting one of your better games of the season two ranked teams and who's going to be able to see it it's ludicrous Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.